0: begin our time together with a little question what do we know about God in the in the lesson you heard Terry read from Genesis we find out a little bit about God so we hear Adam and Eve heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze So according to this story, our Lord God enjoys evening strolls and a good breeze on God's face, and apparently God walks with a step loud enough that can be heard. And as this story of creation goes, God was living alongside Adam and Eve in the garden. As this story goes, God dwelt with the very first humans. God, the creator of the whole world, desired to live with that which God had created. So what does this story tell us about God? The story of creation that is as it is told in the book of Genesis is filled with these fantastic images and an even more fantastical timeline. All of creation made in just six days with a little day of rest thrown in there. It makes for some pretty grand storytelling around the fire and that's probably how this first story was heard. A group of people huddled together, trying to make sense of themselves and the world they lived in, and how it all came to be. If we pay attention, Genesis reveals so much about who God is, but even more about who we are, about human beings, and the phenomena we call the human condition. What does this story tell us about ourselves? The man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. Adam and Eve, the man and his wife, the first humans cast into the story of creation, did not want to be in the presence of God. They hid. And in hiding from God, they also hid from themselves. What does this story tell us about sin? The Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? This is the story told to explain how sin enters the world. This hiding from God, this separation from God, this is sin. The man said, the woman whom you gave to me, she gave me fruit from the tree and I ate. The woman said, the serpent tricked me and I ate. As sin enters the world, we become aware of something bigger than ourselves. The man and his wife realize they are vulnerable, and so they hide. Out of shame and out of fear, they hide from God. Sin not only separates us from God, but it creates division amongst ourselves. The man said, the woman whom you, God, gave to me. The woman said, the serpent. In our own strength, we can take no accountability for our weaknesses and our vulnerabilities. We can't even admit they exist. Sometimes we can't even admit that to ourselves. All we can do is blame. This blame creates division. This blame divides God's people. Sin, which separates us from God, also separates us from one another. We hide who we are from a world all too willing to cast fault and blame. We hide the fullness of who God created us to be, all too aware of how vulnerable it really is to be human. But we know that is not God's will. God walked with them in the garden and they walked together. God's desire to be, is to be with and in creation. God's intent, God's desire for us, is unity. God's desire is a house united. A house divided cannot stand. In today's gospel, Jesus points to power in human weakness. Jesus points to the power of, forget, of forgiveness. And where there is forgiveness, there is accountability. And when th- where there is a need for accountability, we are most certainly there. We want to blame. I wanted to blame my cousin for that broken vase. We want to blame others for things that make us uncomfortable. Shame is so much easier to escape when it is someone else's fault. And division just grows and grows. Jesus offers forgiveness freely and fully in his name. We don't have to hide the things that divide Jesus' name offers hope for unity. In the name of Jesus, our hope is in a world restored without sin, a world where we once again are united in God by the very love with which we were created. In today's gospel, Jesus points to our need for unity. A house divided cannot stand. Separation does not lead to life, and God's will for us is life eternal God's will for us is unity. God's will is to walk alongside us in the garden. God's will is for us to be as God created, walking together. But it is so much easier to read about unity. It is so much easier to nod our heads along to talk of unity. It is so much easier to stand in a pulpit and preach about unity. Unity is hard. Sin tries to turn our faces from God, and sin works to divide us in so many ways. Unity is the will of God, and sin is working against that very will. And when all is said and done, it just seems easier to separate ourselves. We create liberals and conservatives, white collar, blue collar, skyline, gold star. Division, division just seems to be easier in our world. And as we point our finger and say, it's them, not me. It's who they are, not who I am. It's what they did, not me. We create division after division. And we cast blame on one another, and sin continues to sow division. We have been doing this since the beginning of time, the woman you gave to me, the serpent. The human condition. It seems so easy to divide ourselves, we often forget the gifts unity brings. Over the next month, we will be exploring God's will for unity along with the many gifts it brings. Together, we will dive into a sermon series focusing on God's intention for unity. God reveals so many gifts. A house divided cannot stand, but a house united can dream big dreams. A house united can withstand the storm. A house united can bring healing to all. And a house united can overcome any discouragement. But what does unity look like? Is it simply agreeing on everything? Is it nodding our head? Is it hiding ourselves for the sake of harmony? June is the month that we celebrate pride. A month of celebrating God's own beautiful creation, claiming the fullness of who they are created to be and being loved for every truth they claim. God does not make mistakes. What better month is there to look to a world restored in unity through grace and peace? And maybe this is a very challenging month for us as a church to look at God's will for unity. Every time someone claims who they are in the world, God reveals more and more of a world restored through grace and peace. Every time someone declares their love to whomever they love, the world is a little more whole. It's a little more restored. Unity is the fullness of every single human being claiming that divine image in which they were made. And unity is all of God's people celebrating the diversity of that image. But this is not always what our theology has claimed. This is not the way we have always understood things to be. We are still learning how big and beautiful God intended this world to be. And learning is a process. It's a journey. It may be hard to see how this change in theology makes any sense. Maybe you are wondering how the queer community fits in with God's will. Maybe you are in a place where you need the church to offer forgiveness and confession for the way it has contributed to the disenfranchisement of the LGBTQ plus community. Maybe you're not sure where you are. Maybe the wave of alphabet soup and the onslaught of new vocabulary and a pastor saying queer from the pulpit is overwhelming and confusing. Maybe you have a lot of questions about yourself and your place in the world. And maybe you're queer and very proud of it. We may not be united in agreement around pride. So if that can't unite us this month, what can? God loves each and every one of you. God desires to walk in the garden with each and every one of you. God wants us to walk in the garden together. God created each and every one of us beautifully and with great intention. God does not make mistakes. Maybe we can be united in who God is, love for all the world. Maybe we can be united in God's love and in our need for God's love. A house divided cannot stand. As it turns out, just like those people huddled around fires, trying to figure out who they are and who the world is. We are still trying to make sense of ourselves and how we can live together in this great big universe. We are still trying to figure out what it means to be human together. Luckily, Jesus gave us a little hint. A house divided cannot stand. God's will is a house united. God's will is a house united